Hey Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Featuring special guests, founders of Gay Pride Apparel, Jesus Gutierrez and Sergio Aragon, and actor and LGBTQ activist, Wilson Cruz. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. It's Pride, bitch. Welcome back to another episode of Pride the Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Rehab Entertainment. Gotta love them. Hi, y'all. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. I'm Dee Anthony. And I'm Ashley Mitchell. And we have a very special episode coming up for you. We have two incredible guests. We have actor and LGBT activist, Wilson Cruz. Yes, love him. (laughs) I'm obsessed with him. Thank you for that sound effect. And then we have the creators of Gay Pride Apparel. We have Jesus Guiteres and Sergio Aragon. That was so beautiful, Adam. Yeah, I was trying. I was practicing. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) So now you can breathe. Uh I'm so excited to talk to them. Yeah. But first, I want to talk. To y'all. Okay. What's new? What's going on? What's the new? Not much. What's up? Not a damn thing. October's almost over. October is almost over. You know what's so scary about this most spookiest month ever? Mm -hmm. Election. A mother effing Supreme Court justice. I don't want to talk about it. Just got nominated. Amy Amy Coon bitch. Just got confirmed. (laughs) What is <laughs> Amy Coon, bitch. That's what I call her. I don't like I'm her. pretty sure Durell. I have more experience Durell. in the court than she does. Well, I don't here's know if my that's issue. true, but... Oh, because you mean you've been arrested twice? Right. So I have to say, my biggest issue about Amy Coon, Coon bitch. bitch. Yeah, Coon bitch. My biggest... <laughs> that's her name, and it'll stay that way. My issue with it is that you know that she adopted... <laughs> she has adopted children of color. She um, did. Seven and, of them? And, and, and no. No, she's she has not the Von Trapps. <laughs> she... <laughs> She has seven kids, and two of them are of Brown. color. Right. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is That's I, annoying. I feel for them as being a black man myself, living in a house with someone who wants to roll back our rights. So I'm curious at how they're being brought up. You know, I never want to judge someone's parenting, but it does make me concerned. Absolutely. And it does stress me out a little bit, because I'm just like, this woman is getting... But today, I was reading something that they were like... She might be the one who they think that she's going to do one thing, but she might get on like the one gentleman who's on the Supreme Court. I, his name doesn't come to me right now. Who they thought was going to be Not all. Clarence. Oh, no no no. no, no, no. It was the first one that Trump. Uh, Ging- Gingrich. Gingrich? Yeah. No. Newt Gingrich? No. no, no, no. <laughs> no. Not it, him. It was the gentleman who It was like, his first one that he nominated. Yeah, who's and been yeah, going and he completely. He dissented. What the fuck the was his two. name? He's been completely moderate. And all been I care like, about is Ruth Bader. Long brain. I know. She's gone. We know, Adam. Thank you for bringing Speaking that up. Speaking of Ruth Bader, how's your um, oh, yeah. aquarium? It's good. Felix, is she still alive? She's still alive. Felix the fish guy, he's my fish guy, mm-hmm. came over the other day and did a huge water change. Thank you for asking, girl. Oh, my God. And cleaned, <laughs> cleaned the rocks. I have a, a new fish that's currently on its way right now. I ordered it yesterday. It got one day air. It will be here tomorrow. And then I ordered order two 
more fish. So three fish are on their way right now to join. From where? Uh, well, you may ask, and thank you for that. <laughs> um, the the yellow tang is coming from Wisconsin, and oh. then the blenny and the damsel are coming from California. Okay, so they're domestic because I just <laughs> recently read an article. I mean, about... they're like heritage is not domestic, Adam. Right. They... Sure, 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 sure. No, these these pets were coming over from China, and you know how like. Things are backed up due to COVID and stuff like that. Okay. Well, like you over two hundred, wait, 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 more than that. like two hundred, like three hundred pets were found dead in a, <gasps> like in a like warehouse because they had were like, oh, they need to get on the ship, and they never did, and they were just forgotten about. Oh no! Yeah. How could you forget about three hundred pets? Man, wow. people man, are <laughs> listen. They didn't. They didn't read about Noah's Ark that they should have done that. But I should have done that. It was very sad to read. But also, it, speaking of Noah's Ark, it didn't mean to cut off your hot topics. Continue. Oh, no. that mm. I mean, it was sad. That's yeah. that, I was just wondering because you were saying you were getting stuff shipped. So I didn't well, I mean, I, to be honest, though, I only got one tracking update from one of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, no. So there's... Maybe so you my, may be getting a fillet. That's gone. Not a fillet. Fish uh, and chips. Uh, speaking, speaking I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was too easy. It, it was. Thank you. I said job. You said sir. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I want to. You know, something else is really sad, but I'm really excited about. It. I saw the Selena trailer this week. Mm-hmm. I'm super mm-hmm. excited. Um, my Why girl are you excited? Because I feel like a lot of people have talked about. Selena, the movie, how amazing it was. We never want to sleep on that. Jennifer Lopez did an amazing job. But iconic. Uh, iconic. But a lot of people spoke about they would like to see more of Selena's life. So now we're going to spend yeah. more time of her being young. More time of her My being My problem young. is J-Lo is not Selena. Well, well, she's yeah. also 50. Well, she that, doesn't look I, it. She doesn't look it. After watching the trailer, my <laughs> only like problems were, it was just like, she don't look like Selena. She looks like Selena in the face, but the body is definitely the not, body's not. The body's not there. Rich is Where like is Selena was known for her body. Right. Well, what and then the curly hair was just not right. You know, no, yeah, like, who, think about, who's your wig person? <laughs> I agree with you, and you know that. But mm-hmm. why her family? They wanted this, and her family oh, chose yeah, no. her personally. So, like, Abraham. what do you say to the family being like, "This woman"? I, I would came tell them in. that that's not the right decision. That, but you can't tell them that they, they knew. Them. Abraham is crazy. Like he, he might let anything. Father. I'm surprised he even let this. Yeah, get done. hello. He doesn't let anything get done. He let he let Yolanda into the family business. That tells you everything. Okay, okay. is she still locked up? Though? Yeah, she, she is still locked, locked up. up. Um, that puta. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's, that's true. Um, facts, so, facts. You know, spooky uh-huh. season is coming to a close as we talked about. Spooky season is year is year round. Well, it's, it's, been, it's, been, been, it's been scurry all year. It's been scurry for four years. It has been. Um, I can't. This is the the quickest October that I think I've ever experienced, right? which is so weird because obviously we're all still at home, working at home, whatever. But this October, like, from the 1st till the 31st, like, flipped over, in my experience, in, like, a day's time. So strange. Um, I, we didn't watch as many scary movies as I wanted. I didn't either. Shit. I've been watching a lot of I mean, we Adam's put something TV's on. Adam's been on AMC. You just been oh, in your yeah. Instagram DMs. Right. With some scary Wait, shows are there. Scary, yeah. 
Um, what was y'all's favorite that y'all watched something new? We d- watched the mm, the mm. new Witches movie, mm-hmm. the remake. I was very, I was happy with it. <laughs> I was mean, entertained. I'm, I was very entertained. I mean, of course, I'll be nothing, sleeping on Anne Hathaway. I of course, know. nothing compares to, to the original. Anne Hathaway comes on the screen. No, Anne Hathaway, no, 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 Academy Award winner Anne Hathaway. Let's put that. We right. know but she's Octavia been practicing Spencer. that speech since she was a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But let, let's that. not sleep on Anne though. Sure, sure, I sure. do. I am right you, now. I'm asleep. You, uh, Anyways, but Octavia Spencer did a great way. job because, think about it, a lot of the movies she was acting towards a green something when she was talking to the, the mouse. Screen, yeah. mm-hmm. So that just like speaks to her acting chops. I just watched Spiral. Spiral? With Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Oh! oh. And no. on, Shutter. Sh- on Shutter. Shutter. How was that? I have to tell you, I went into it. We all know how I feel about JBC because mm-hmm. of Drag Race and mm-hmm. he's fake and blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm okay. not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm. Th- I thoroughly enjoyed. It. I could see. What was that over there, little mouse? <coughs> Did you have something that you wanted to squeak up and say? Um, I do. Um, my producer was in my ear. Oh, we got a legal note, shit. Sonny? Yeah, they said the movie was shit. <laughs> That's what my producer said. That's great. I haven't seen it, so I cannot speak on it. I, I mean, don't know. It was fine, but it's like I've seen. You went like, from what y'all were saying, to fine. Mm. right? Well, but, because my reasoning is, I've seen all the the scary Halloween movies. Like, obviously, we watch them year every year, year round. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, mm-hmm. so like in terms of new <clears throat> movies, the JBC movie was fine. It, okay, it was. It was. New, it was. It was I would recommend watching it because it's fresh. Yeah. All right, work. We also watched Bad Hair on mm-hmm. Hulu. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Um, what What were your opinions, Brayden? Okay. So I think we talked <laughs> a little bit about this in the green room earlier. <laughs> and I was not aware that it was based off of, like, the black culture, like, like, um... Black exploitation. That, <laughs> but, like, also... <laughs> I didn't know that. So when I went in and, and watched it as a, hello, a white person, but also someone who wasn't familiar with black culture or whatever, as familiar, I did not think it was good. I thought it was hokey. I thought it was like, the acting was not that great. Obviously loved Laverne Cox, Vanessa Williams, like loved all the power plays. That's whose acting wasn't great. I mean, I would have to say the lead actress came in and held her own. And yeah, she held her own. But, but like, Hair is really gonna kill everyone. It is, and it kills uh, people's jobs. I just want to speak from this. I was gonna say, I want yeah, you to I don't come know, in. Did you get the mm-hmm. message that it was? Saying? No, I got the message. Okay. Like I'm saying, the way that it was conveyed was a little hokey and. Well, it was a white man who was controlling, as you saw at the end. Like he was the one controlling it. And the thing is, for people of color, women, I definitely want to actually speak about this, but even. As a black man, I remember being in college and one of our theater teachers was like, you need to grow your hair out mm-hmm. for this part. And it was just like, why do I have to have a fro? Like, why, mm-hmm. why do I have to have that? Why do you think? And I wasn't able to convey to her then. But now it's like, I'm also wearing a wig. Why do I need a fro? Like, what, like there's no reason for me to have a fro. And I think for years, black people's hair have been told how to look from a white person's perspective. And I think, I think that that's that... all fine and great. Well, it's not. And that makes sense, sure. But, d- I don't know, like, hair being the reason that someone 
dies. I think it was a little hokey. I mean, I it, think was, the, the it was a metaphor horrible. for a much bigger conversation. Right. You know, and we've talked about, like, stuff in the past, like, with the the book, uh, Good Hair, is that what it's called? What's the book that... Oh, yeah. The yeah. movie, The Short? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and stuff like that, and, like, it... it the YouTube. The whole, yeah, yeah the whole stigma and everything around black hair <coughs> specifically black women hair it's i mean all the the pressure and everything that surrounds black hair like it, i felt like it was very well portrayed in the movie mm-hmm. how it's just like how you wear your hair will determine like what kind of job you're going to get how For people sure. pay attention to you and i I saw the the metaphor and the the double meanings of mm-hmm. everything. So I feel like yeah, it was a little hokey, but it's like we're talking about hair. How can it not be hokey? Right. You that's, know what that's I mean? That's my point. Yeah. Right. But the bigger message was the metaphor. So thinking about it from that perspective, it's like oh, this is kind of like really brilliant. Mm-hmm. And she worked so hard to change yeah. her hair to straight, and then there was like honey that's killing you just be yourself with your real hair yeah and it was like that spoke to me a lot and like you know that is a big hair for a black woman is a big stressor it really really is i went on a date you were upset you were almost in tears about stressing about your hair and i don't think people understand that. it's a big thing like it's the first thing that people see they always want to touch it they always want to ask about it Mm. and so it's something that like a black women have to put a lot of thought into and then people are also very judgmental mm. about it if you're wearing your hair natural they want you to wear a wig or a weave or they want you to straighten it if you do that then they're like oh you should wear your hair natural and it's just like why can't i just wear my hair however the fuck i want to wear my hair and y'all just get to know me mm-hmm. why is it such a big conversation and so i appreciated the movie a lot because it definitely shed light on I feel like the fear aspect of hair mm-hmm. and they turned it into a horror movie. And so it's just like, I feel like with the topic that's, I mean, I think I thought they did a good job. I actually liked one, that. one part of it that I don't know if anyone caught on to, um, her cousin who was a light skinned girl. Cause typically they portray light skinned women as having straight hair. And then she was the darker skin who had kinky natural hair. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. They kept that kind of like dynamic of like, Oh, you know, because I grew up with people like this, you know, I have cousins in my family who are light skinned and I have cousins who are dark skinned and I see how they as women look down upon each other because of their hair. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the movie did that perfectly in that sense of like, we're cool. And then like, even when she walked into work, like, she walked into work every other single day, and people bumping into her, people not even noticing her, and then she straightens her hair, and she walks in, and they're like, hey, what's up, can I holler, let me talk to you, mm-hmm. and it's just like, that to me is just crazy, it didn't change the person, she just got straight mm-hmm. hair, but, yeah, you know. Yeah, you people look at you different, but, Brayden, you should watch, what we also watched was the horror noir mm-hmm. yes. documentary. What is that? It's on Amazon Shutter. Prime. Oh, and, and Shutter. Oh, it's yeah. on Shutter and Amazon Prime. And it's a documentary about the history of of black people in horror movies. And how just the whole history and like the roles that we've played, the stereotypes that we played, us dying first, that yeah. whole thing, yeah. and then just trying What's to it get called? horror noir. Okay. Pinot Noir. 
And speaking of wine, this is a perfect time to take a break, refill our glasses, mm -hmm. and get ready for our interview with actor and LGBT activist Wilson Cruz. He Woo! is so fine. <sighs> yeah, I love him. Can't wait. Boys, boys. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> and we have the creators of Gay Pride Apparel, Jesus Gutierrez y Sergio Aragón. I'm yes. going to say it all day now. Yes! yes. I love day. it. So Just take a break, get a refill, and we'll be right back. And welcome back, everybody, welcome to Pride back. the Podcast. We're so excited that we have the creator and founder of founders, excuse me, of Gay Pride Apparel, Jesus Gutierrez y Sergio Aragón. Yay! 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 No, well, thank you guys for coming on. We are so appreciative. Yes. Time out of your busy schedule. I know during quarantine, everybody's <laughs> trying to do something. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, thank you so much so for having us. We're very excited. Yeah, yeah thank yes. you. So how's your quarantine been going? I know you just moved to Mexico City recently. Yes. Yeah, so long story short, I guess, we were in New York for about two and a half, almost three years, and mm -hmm. then, um, COVID came around, you know, good old COVID. And we, after four months of isolating together and, and in a tiny New York apartment, um, we quit our jobs. So we both worked in fashion and then we decided to move to a different country. So I guess, you know, quarantine's been treating us pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, so you thing. literally did what everyone was trying to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, our, no, like, like, our yeah. friends wow. were getting, like, fired and we were like, we're willingly leaving our jobs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. wow. amazing. Why it's a blessing to be able to have the choice to do that. It, Why did you do that? Oh, <laughs> uh, we asked ourselves that question every single day, literally. Hence <laughs> the wine. Um, we started Gay Pride Apparel right. of last year of January, and it really wasn't a full-time business at that point. It was just like a little side project that we wanted to do and represent ourselves, like celebrating the 50th year of Pride there. So it was just like a little side business for us. Not a hustle, nothing. Like just a like hard a, yeah. side business where we were making any sales. So exactly. That sounds, yes. that sounds very familiar. It's, yeah. <laughs> so then it started with like a like a hobby. You were like oh, exactly. Yeah, like exactly. What, how did it start? Okay. So we so we both this is all the way back. So Sergio and I went to school together, starting in sixth fifth grade. Yeah. Um, we didn't meet till sixth grade. middle school lovers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except we didn't realize till after. It was weird. Um, so we, <laughs> we became friends, we went through school together, we separately went to different colleges, and then we, you know, college happened and drunk nights happened, and you're like, what's going on? And so now we're here, together. and then we got together. And then we got together. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. That, was nice. that honestly makes the most sense to me. I love exactly. That. So we've been together for about three years and a half now, and it's just been great being able to be with your best friend, your business partner, your everything. Yeah. And just, it, it's been working very, very well. Yeah, and we, the apparel was, we were both, um, our backgrounds both in fashion, sort of, like I did e-commerce. I did product doing, merchandising. So we kind of were like, you know, you, we all know it. New York inspires you, or New York drives you to get some kind of extra income because it's so expensive. Yeah. So we were like, oh, we were like, let's put our energy together. Let's build something we love. and. 
again, it wasn't a real business until this year when Pride hit, which was in the middle of COVID. And the question that we asked ourselves and the reason why we left our day jobs, which is a really risky thing to do is if we're doing this as a side business, then like what's gonna happen next? Like, why are we, are we gonna forever be a side business? You know, like when's the next step? Um, and it kind of felt like the right moment yeah. with everything going on in New York and like just- was... We weren't working for working anymore. Like we were being driven to like the core. It wasn't fun anymore. We didn't have time to be creative, be like, be inspired by other things. So we literally had to take the jump and Jesus one day we was like, <laughs> we either do it or we don't. And I'm like, let's put our two weeks notice then. And everyone's like, why did you both do it? Yeah. Because like, we have no self-control. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's actually my first question for you guys is like, what advice would you give someone who is working a nine to five is possibly asking you this interview question right now and is looking to follow their passion and quit their job. What would you say to me of uh, people who want, who want to do that? So sorry. I second that as well. Yeah, I'm just asking, um, I want to know. We're friends. We were just talking to our friends yesterday and they asked us the same question. Yeah. Um, and if you are passionate about something, you know, you don't have to, like we didn't go full time for two years. Like, you know, like yeah. work, build it up, but then, you know, just literally, it sounds cliche, just do it. And like, I was telling Sergio the other day, like if we have to get like some freelance work cause some months are gonna be rough, like that's better for us than being at a nine to five all day and kind of wasting our time there. Like mm -hmm. just do it. And I was telling my friend who's also kind of like, she's like, lost and i was like just find a job that pays the bills and like doesn't have to be nine to five like the bare minimum and work on your passion and eventually mm -hmm. like just work towards it being your main thing exactly and, and it sounds like easier said than done but i really just just do it it's just, not one night from another yeah exactly like you have to marinate it you have to know what you're passionate and loving about and i feel like it it's just gonna come to you one day and you're gonna yeah. be like fuck it all you know like i'm <laughs> excuse me i'm just gonna like go for it and just like reach for your dreams because like, I feel like if you never actually do it, you're never gonna know the outcome of it, you yeah. know? Well, and a lot of people are very fucking yeah. miserable, to be honest yeah. with you, at their jobs. Like sometimes people will sit at their jobs. There's been days- Whoa, are you? I'm talking <laughs> about people. Um, <laughs> people will sit at their desk and they'll be like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm, and you sit there and th those moments, I like what you guys said at the beginning, you're like, what are we doing? Like, no, mm -hmm. we're not happy. Like, this is just yeah. crazy. Like at this point, we're just working to exist. And especially now with the pandemic, I was telling the guys the other day, it's no longer working from home, but you're living at work because if you're exactly, working at home, exactly, you're, exactly right. you're, you're living at work. So it's like, you have no separation. Coming home was my separation. Exactly. Now there's exactly. no separation. I, that oh, that, that drove, drove me was like crazy. up the wall. Cause I remember like, I'm a social person. Like I just love meeting people. I love being around people. Like. COVID really friendly for that. But I was like, I really miss, like as much as I hate some of my coworkers, I really miss the ones I didn't hate. Exactly. <laughs> and I, and that was a yeah. big part of me going to work. Even the ones I hated, I kind of missed their snarkiness. Yeah. I was like, that was a big part of me showing up at the office and like being a human. But after working yeah. from home for five months, I was like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So you now, obviously you work for yourselves. You have this amazing um, accessory fashion line. What What are your hours? <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
That's so funny. People always it, that. It's nice because before we were working from nine to five and we were still quarantined, but it was when it was like everything was lifted. I was like, I want to go to the grocery store, but like I need to have my mouse like moving at all times so it shows <laughs> that I'm online. You know <laughs> what I mean? Right and now. they were like, my boss would always message me and she's like, hey, I need this right now. So like, you're at Trader Joe's. I'm at Trader Joe's and I'm like, I'll give it to you in 10 minutes. So, like, <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You should have got a neck massager pillow to uh, move your mouth. I heard it works. <laughs> that. Or a, a moving fan. Have you seen that? They put it. Yeah. My <laughs> they move it around. friend of mine yeah. uh, may have done that. <laughs> And then my friend was all the way downtown and their job thought they were working. <laughs> You're dumb friend. My dumb friend. <laughs> Still got but a job. This friend's going to get caught up. <laughs> my friend going to get real caught up and might have to come over and work for Brian Apparel. Call <laughs> <laughs> me. Literally, though. Uh, but we do work, like, it's not a 9 to 5 anymore, but it's definitely like a 12 to 12. Yeah. Um, we're constantly, yeah. like, it's, it's flexibility because no one's going to tell me what to do, but... If you don't do it, who's right. gonna do it? You know what I mean? So like, I can't blame my coworker on not doing it. Exactly. So Sergio like, knows, like, when we have to get things done, we get it done. And like, we normally work from nine to five because that's when the emails are coming through. But like, yeah. we take a break throughout the day. We go get um, now we're excuse me, groceries, and then we come back home. And then like, we're just cooking dinner, but we're both on the computers, just like replying to customer service, seeing what's out there. Yeah. So it's, it's a good balance, we would say. But it's still it's, it's still nonstop. Work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's nonstop. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I work in customer service, so if you need somebody to answer an email, <laughs> I'm totally available. We will call you like yes. something in like March. March. No, but... <laughs> right, right, right. Slide in the DMs. Right, right, Just right. submit a customer service ticket. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> answer yourself. <laughs> right. So you're working. Pretty much full time, you no know, on Gay Pride Apparel. Where does the inspiration come from? Like, is it just because there are only there are only so many colors in the? <laughs> well, we keep adding some, which is great. <laughs> it's really I guess we get inspired a lot, and we talk to like our, our friends a lot about this too. Um, we recently released like a limited edition based on like historical posters collection, so like phrases from like the arches, wow. like things like that. Um, we have this amazing That's book, amazing. which you should all yeah. get. It's called Queer by Design, and it's by Adam Campbell, I believe. I mean, it's like a, the history of how... Of gay design, literally everything. from the beginning, like the first couple of gay... amazing, y'all. And people that don't know about this, like we like try to recreate it like in a different way. And I feel like that's why we started Gay Pride Apparel. Because yeah. we were in New York City, the 50th anniversary of Pride was coming up, and we are like... We want like cute things to wear, so like, yeah. Why not just make it ourselves, you know? And find cute like designs that people exactly. don't know about. And mm -hmm. yeah, you know what? One of my yeah. favorite products that you guys put out is um, your throws. I yeah. love. I'm obsessed with throws. I probably have like, I have like probably six just in my room, but I love your throws. <laughs> yeah. so the one. We just released those. Yeah, like, we'll give you guys a promo week. code. Yeah. Just because I was like, hoping you'd say yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, I got my address. So my address <laughs> is right here. I'll be happy to give that to you. We love the podcast for We also love your mugs, your t-shirts. Yeah, all your, that good. Honestly, we love y'all. So if y'all can ship y'all something. Yeah. We take a trip now to New York. We love it. 
Um, speaking of shipping and packaging, I kind of want to talk about that. So mm-hmm. I know that you don't include uh, packaging that may endanger someone. Um, yeah. We've seen so many times where families aren't supporting uh, young LGBTQ people that are coming out. What made you come to that decision that this is something that you need to do by hiding you know what we're sending it's kind of like when i get stuff from the sex not me it was pretty much listening to our customers i feel like once we released our items and people were getting these packages people actually came out to us and were like hey my family's accepting. I live in a pretty nice neighborhood. I don't have a problem with this, but there's a lot of people that are out there that like yeah. don't have the same opportunity. And we were like, what are we doing? Like we, we were like, we literally, we mean we all lived in New York and it's like a, a bubble. It's a gay bubble, liberal state. Like nothing that we do in New York is ever questioned. Like you feel pretty safe for the most part. So, you know, we were like, what, what do they mean? It's going to be like threatening. And then we were like, wait a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what if, someone yeah and this didn't happen like and we like we picked up steam and we got more orders and we realized like oh wow like these people are coming back and letting us know that like one time for example someone said they were in france we have a pretty global like um audience and someone in france was like hey like the postman gave me a weird look and i was like what and they're like yeah like they read the who it came from and they were just like negative and like gross towards me and i was just like excuse me like it starts at the postman and then it can go down to your family and it's just like this chain of like things so we we quickly removed and someone like these are true anecdotes someone emailed us saying that their bank statements outed them at one point because it said gay pride apparel and i was like i never thought like again bubble that shit is confidential yeah Yeah, i'm like 24 years old i've been out since i was 14 like my bubble is like your parents are going through your state. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I step back and I'm like, oh my God, this girl's probably like 18 or something, like barely going to college. Like, yeah, her parents are probably looking at her statements. So we really took a step back and, and we figured out how to like rename our store pretty much on everything but our site. I hope eventually we can like do like a, it sounds sad, but like some kind of like button where you flip to like a different site. I don't know. And like get that extra layer of security. But for now, the packaging is a very important part from our, our story, honestly, yeah. just like being able to say that we were able to do that, listen to their feedback and kind of change exactly. it. That's so amazing. That so sad that this I get, I get really yeah. emotional whenever I talk about it. Yeah. It's so sad. And we don't, again, the bubble, we don't see it. Right. Because it, it, when, you, yeah. yeah. It's sad that we have to do these like extra precautions just to exist in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, throughout remember you mentioned like the, the green book that is yeah. shows where it's safe for black people to travel. Like yeah. it, it's 2020 and that's where exactly. we're at right now. We have to put in these extra products. There's, there's literally where is where it safe? to go. Yeah. It's so horrible. Yeah. yeah. But thank God you guys can put those precautions in and protect yeah. people and you know. Yeah, it's, it's bad, but it's a good it's a good thing that we can do that. Yeah. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Fuck that postman. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just thought about that. Like, hey, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Like, yeah, and I have like some that. personal postman. Yeah. I'm ultimate. <laughs> you are triggered. They I'm very triggered. <laughs> they need to be worried about getting our ballots in the mail so we can get this uh, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> we just sent ours today. Yeah, it was $60 to vote for yeah. us. So, y'all better vote because it's free over there. 
Wait, yeah, wait, yeah. wait. Walk Let's us, talk about walk that. us through that. It's sixty dollars. No, we, we had to pay. We had to like UPS it. it. Like we had to um, UPS it via international mail because honestly, because we're done and we could have gone to the embassy like three weeks ago and voted, but we didn't. <laughs> so now we had to pay a price. But still, like. $60 we, to yeah. We're like, yes, wow. Well, thank you for doing that because most people I would assume would just be like, no, I'm not Man. voting. No, so like and, that, and at, the awesome. post, at the post office, at the post office, they told me they were like, you're like the 15th person today to come vote for U.S. elections. Yes, amazing. Yeah, from Mexico. And did y'all y'all voted in New York or did y'all vote in New York? New York, yeah. But y'all sent it in for like. Like, I just want to make sure, like, where you guys were originally from and everything. And oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. State electoral. Yeah. Vote. Yeah, we yeah, were to vote in New York City. Yep. But we're from Arizona, Arizona. Now, but nothing, nothing's tied there. Yeah. Just right. our families. Yeah. So y'all are from families. Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So I used to live in, I don't know if you've heard of it. I'm sure you have. Sierra Vista. Yes. It's oh, like, wow. yes, I used to live there because my dad is in the military. So well, we were makes, stationed yep. there for like three years. From Sierra Vista yep. to New York. So I no. live in Sierra Vista. <laughs> Props to you. Um, back then we didn't have like anything. So we had to always had to drive to Tucson in yeah. order to do anything. To go to the so mall. I went all well, hearing this. Sergio went to the University of Arizona. In, in Tucson. Tucson. I went there for four years. So how do you <laughs> feel about Arizona perhaps flipping blue this year? That would be great. Yeah. I've never seen it happen. And what do you think about Megan McCain? <laughs> we don't care for her. I don't really know. Like, I don't care for her. I, so I, okay. I only was able to vote in Arizona once. I don't know her. Do you, do you have confidence that it could go blue this year? Um, I, I hope so. I don't. <laughs> but we lived through a bunch of, like, ugly stuff in Arizona yeah. that our parents had to go through with Prop 108 uh, or... With the whole uh, SB 1070, yeah. the immigration law. I don't think Arizona will go as blue as we think it will, personally. Yeah, me either. It's the same with Texas. Right. Texas, we're from Texas. We're from Texas, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but we now, do. Now they're like. It was. I don't think knowing the people who live there, even yeah. like the people who we know, who are like Mexican American, for Trump, like I don't know. If yeah. I, I I'm so here's my thing. I'm scared of polls ever since the 2016 election. <laughs> so like I they can they can estimate purple, oh, blue, whatever. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I'll see it when it when it comes. People lie. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Can, White women. Can we ask <laughs> what you think of the Mexican Americans for Trump? They're um <laughs> They are, they're like, oh my God, they're like internalized homophobia. They're like that version, but for Trump. Like, you're just hating yourself, girl. You're hurting yourself. Like, it's, and I saw this meme, which is, mm. <laughs> I don't know if this is funny, but it's like people making under $400,000 a year panicking for the <laughs> the Joe Biden tax laws or whatever. I was like, that's, yeah. That's right. Funny. Yeah, but like, you right. already ain't making no money. What's <laughs> <laughs> It actually said yes. for my high school, scared for the tax or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's 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 the Latinos for Trump in Arizona. I'm like, you guys aren't even whatever. Whatever. Well, I hope Arizona, you know, they are kind of progressive. Uh Kristen Cinema uh serves there. Um, you know, and she's bisexual. I think that yeah. I, I I feel like Arizona could possibly push ahead. And you know, we're hoping to see more 
purple if anything you know it yeah. might not be completely blue but i would yeah. like purple or a light shade of blue give me give me yeah. a sky blue I don't just know. like a yeah. lavender yeah i'll take lavender uh, for the first time texas actually um they it's a toss-up toss state it is a toss-up which is crazy wow that's crazy because i think even since 2012 it was starting to like Get more blue. More blue. It was always it's a, it's um, a lavender. <laughs> That's the one thing we can think thank Trump for. Yeah. Right. People right. are like, we tired of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, early voting numbers have been really good. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was I was, Very texting, uh, I was texting this lady with uh it's like an organization called Vote from Abroad that like helps you vote, basically. And uh, I was like, I was like what do I do? I've never done this before. And she's like, oh, well, here's the rules. Here's what you need to do. And then she's like, by the way, I hope this inspires you, but um, early voting and voting in general from expats, which is people who leave the country in Mexico, is up by 150% compared to the 2016 election. Yes. Wow. Yes. So yes. everyone's just rallying yep. to like, do something. <laughs> I saw another meme that this astronaut voted via yeah. phone or whatever. Huh? And I saw yeah, she did. I mean, with like, it's easier for a white woman to vote in space than it is for brown people. Hell, like, what the? And I was like, God, wow. That's but just yeah. that law. Just went into effect. That law that that astronauts who could vote not being on planet Earth. That law went into effect. Like, I don't know, it was like thirty or forty years ago. So it's really, wow. it's fairly new, which is crazy to me. But anyway, I digress. Um, what? Okay, yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I was just gonna say, let's transition off the of politics. I know. Right, right. We'll we, just we, keep going. We're gonna talk about this all day and be real tired about it. We could. We could. We could so, talk about it all going day. Going back to Gay Pride Apparel, who, like, if you could pick one major celebrity to wear your. Lady Gaga. Boom. Okay. <laughs> well, we were gonna say one celebrity to fuck y'all brand up. What? No worries. I would um, also appreciate Lady, Lady Gaga. Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lady Gaga, hands down, all around. All around. All around. Yeah, yeah. Someone asked us recently, and I was like, in the universe would, for y'all. That would be the ultimate like endorsement. Yeah. Um, like, what products yeah. would you? What products would you gift her to like wear your your drinks? Like all the products. We would make like a queer icon shirt or something yeah, along those something lines. Yeah. We would name our store after her. I don't. Yeah. I just just <laughs> give it. <laughs> just endorse us, Lady Gaga. Uh, we'll love you forever. Well, Stephanie, yeah, you I'm heard it here first. Yes, yes girl. Girl. <laughs> I'm gonna call her Stephanie like I know the bitch. I'm kind of one like set like one degree of separation from her. So like since when? Well, I can't remember. I'm like, do tell us. Yeah, tell name. me. I can't remember his name right now. I'm so oh, sorry. See. He does all of like a lot of he does Sasha Valore's costumes. Oh yeah. He oh. does he did all the all the pieces for um, what was the the new video that just came out with Gaga? Nine one one. Nine one one. He did wow. all those pieces. So he worked. I mean, I don't know if he knows her. Bob Mackie. He'd stop. No. <laughs> Bob Mackie. At least I said a name. Mark, Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly designed all the gowns. Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly designed. Mark Kelly designed. From from outer space. Yeah. Okay, okay, so I have. I have one more question before we let we let you guys go. What is the the next product that Ooh. is coming out? 
Oh my God! Drop in here first. Let us be yeah. exclusive. Yeah. We we it's coming out next week. We tease it out next week. But it's in a collaboration with Adam um, Dalton Blake. He is a queer designer. I think from New York. He yeah. lives in Boston now. But he works for Bonobos, and he did a really great campaign with Bonobos last Pride. Um, and it's definitely the first time that we kind of have a concept and like a real thought out like collection yeah like again we weren't a real business up until like this year so this is the first time we really plan something out make it happen have a photo shoot like do the whole shebang uh and it's coming out next week and it's really um it's cute and it's 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 very uh queer focused, queer yeah. focused. It's, it's kind of the most queer we've been because a lot of our products are kind of pride related and we're trying to go more like the the radical queer route and i think this is going to be the introduction for that i'm super excited me too. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, yeah this is a lot of fun. This has been a great little kid. Do you need us to send you our address? Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Because we we want to collaborate too, though, yeah. from like a Pride podcast, Pride the series um, Pride perspective, yeah. like with you guys. Like we want to do something with you. We need new merch. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. We, let's do it. Yeah. We just collaborated with Drag Out the Vote, and it's really oh. been a really it's fun like, collaboration yeah. with them. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We'll text you in a bit. We'll text yeah. you in a bit. Yeah, we got no people. <laughs> <laughs> text our team. No, yeah. guys, thank you for everything you're doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say to you, thank you for everything that you're doing, what you're doing for young LGBTQ people. Putting, you know, the packaging thing was really important to me. And I, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much. You have no idea. Well, you do. Being a young queer person and wanting to, you know, tap into that world and not being able to receive it. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Yo, well, thank you so much. Thank you for the kind words. We like, again, it's like, it hasn't been a long time for us doing this full time. So whenever we get, you know, any kind of kind words, whether it's you guys or a chat message on our, on our website, our customers it means the world to us. It really does. Oh, I can't yeah. wait to quit my job and work with you. I mean, yeah. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those four toys right yeah. here. <laughs> this actually was a yeah, reverse interview. Yeah. You're in. All right. I, so I'm hired? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you guys are adorable. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. The past four years have taught us the importance of showing up and speaking out. That's why for the upcoming 2020 election, we have to remember that love is love. Women's rights are human rights. No human is illegal. And black lives do matter. So turn up and vote this November 3rd. Be sure to register at VoteAmerica.com. Let's end 2020 on a positive note by showing showing up up and and making change. Welcome back. We are so excited to speak with the trailblazing actor and LGBTQ activist, Wilson Cruz. Hi, Wilson. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yes. Thanks for being Thank you for joining us. So we pretty much know everything about your life from <laughs> birth to death. We, we, it's Halloween. Reincarnation. It's Halloween. You're letting me in on a little secret tonight? No. Right? <laughs> he, he like rolled some bones or <laughs> yeah, It's going to be our secret it's that we're not going to let you know. 
So in, in, in your upbringing and in your, your life to become this amazing like actor who's done everything, how did you know acting was what you wanted to do and what was your journey? Um, I always knew I was gonna do something in the arts. Um, I was, you know, my mom will tell you that, you know, coming out of the womb, I was, you know, she knew that I was gonna do something in the arts. So as a kid, I was, um, I was attracted to um, the, the band world. It was the first thing that, that approached me actually. Okay. Um, and so I played the sax, clarinet, and flute in like elementary school. Okay, okay woodwinds. woodwinds. I played the flute. <laughs> I played yeah, the flute. I, I blow I wood, woodwinds, go figure. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I did, that through, I did that through elementary school and through junior high school. Wait, what did I, what did I miss there? No. I said you blew some good wood, I heard. I did, I did, I had. Just, please don't pay attention. <laughs> I'm a 47 year old gay man. Um, <laughs> wood has been blown. <laughs> I love it, I love it. But um, so I did that um, through junior high school and then into high school, I was like, you know, part of the orchestra and the marching band. And in my public school, the, the entire arts um, department was all in one building because you know it was a public yeah. school. Um, yeah. our, our theater was wasn't even a theater; it was a converted classroom. I'm not kidding. That was like a black box. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I was in the band. The choir needed boys, as they always do, and so <laughs> always. Um, so the <laughs> choir director came over and was like, "Hey, would you be interested in being in the show choir?" And I was like. What is that? And they said, you, you know, we basically we sing and dance. I said, okay, where do I sign up for that? And so I signed <laughs> up for that. And um, it was a, it was it was an amazing experience. I, I learned a lot about, you know, what the com the commitment level that that performance takes. I learned a lot of discipline. Um, I became a performer in that class. And um, and then the theater director saw me in a in one of the show choir performances and asked me if I wanted to be in the play. And so I went into the play and then I just fell in love. And so I was obsessed with the theater, you know, from then on. And I was a theater major in college uh, along with English. And um, yeah, that's how it happened. And by the time, by my second year, my first year of, um, well, that's not true. When I was 16, I took a commercial acting class and, mm. um, and so I got an agent through there. And then I didn't get a job until I was 18. And then I was 19, first year, I was just finishing my, no, I was in the middle of my first year, my second year of college when I went to go do my so-called life. That's, that's how. Oh, wow. wow. Well, I mean, that's a perfect segue into my question. Like, first of all, I used to watch that show when it was on the end, on the not, end, yeah, Noggin. Noggin. Yeah. Noggin. Noggin. back in the day, they used to re-air it. Wow, and I was so just moved by your portrayal of Ricky Vasquez. And did you realize the significance of that character when you were playing him? Did you realize that years later people were going to look back and say, like, "Wow"? And you worked with Claire Danes back then. It was so yes. amazing. I just talked to her the other day. Uh, I did know. I, I think we all knew because, you know, it was the first time that we had a character like that on television. Um, but the real reason why I knew was because I had looked for that character for myself. I wanted right, to be exactly. that person yeah. on TV. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, 
I felt invisible all the way through my, my youth. Um, there were no Latinos on TV, mm-hmm. you know, you know, there were barely anybody who was mixed looking, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> there was no gay people, you know, so you know, not even, I, I didn't even feel represented in terms of class, you know, the, the only, the only brown people I saw that I knew on TV were either rich white brown people like the Cosby's or <laughs> were being adopted by rich white people like different strokes. That was right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Those so, are your choices. <laughs> right. Or, you know, lucky enough to move to Bel Air. Um, (laughs) So to me, you know, when I read that script for the first time, it washed over me that I I was being given the opportunity to be the person that I needed and to do that for someone else. And so, uh, you know, I would have, it would be a lie to say that I, I wasn't aware and I, I went into it knowing that responsibility um, and making life choices that would support it. Well, I think it's almost time for like a college, high school, some kind of reunion of the show. Would you mm-hmm. be open to go back and doing that? Yeah, I would. I mean, I've said that a million times. I'm and not has there been talks of it? And can you let us know? I mean, there have been discussions for since since we were canceled. Yeah. But yeah, you know, one, after one season, cut. For unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. um, nobody nobody uh, listens to me when when the conversation comes up because I've tried to make it happen a few times. I would like to tell you, um, I. Did it's only going to happen if we all do it. If yeah. I, if one if one person says no, which there there has been one. It's just we're not going to do it. We're either well, right. Who's the Victoria Beckham? Who's the Victoria Beckham of my so-called life that says no? I'm not going back. <laughs> no, you don't have to. Answer. Not, but if you want to, that's all I'm fine. I'm not saying it's one person. I'm saying oh, it's been right. three years. It's been one person and then another person. And I'm not saying that. I'm not. Yeah. yeah. I would like to say that I did get lunch detention because of you because I thought <laughs> I could go into the. Yeah, let me tell you why. Because I thought I could go into the girls' bathroom too. And just hang out like Ricky, and they told me to get out of there. And I was just like, Well, I and they was like, Lunch attention. I was like, Great. So then I had to go to lunch attention. I didn't get like mustard on my burger, the whole thing. But thank you for that. Because <laughs> I mean, at least you were at least and I would say, I remember you were the one of the first people I saw on television who wore guy liner. Yes. And I, and I remember I was going through my emo phase, and I was like, I'm gonna wear guy liner too. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had the eyeliner, the little like. A uh, little plastic bracelet. <laughs> oh, I bet it looks good on you too, because you know it looks good. A little eyeliner on a darker guy looks good. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's probably how y'all met, because he probably wrote to the fan club <laughs> and said thank you. I was the president. Okay. Right. <laughs> president. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So Wilson, as you became like this um, sort of known LGBTQ character. Um, you obviously are well known these days for playing um, Dr. Hugh Colbert on Star Trek Discovery. How has that, like, are you happy being that person? <laughs> Were you a fan that- of the show before? Um, yeah, I mean, I was a, I was a big Next Gen guy um, growing mm. up. That was my Star Trek. I was the right age for it. Um, and then that kind of introduced me to the world. And I went back and looked, watched the original and, but you know, it was it was in syndication when I was a kid. It was it was ubiquitous. It was yeah. everywhere. Um, right. So um, 
but do I love this character? I think playing, I think this character is more personal to me than any other character aside from Ricky Vasquez that I've played mm -hmm. since. Um, there's so much of his story that, um, that has inspired so much for me, right? And yeah. you know, the thing about Hugh, um, Dr. Culver is that I'm learning from him, right? He, you know, because the show takes place in 3188. Um, I can't wait to get there. <laughs> well, this is my point, right? Like my job is to imagine what a person like me would be like in a time and a place that was free from the caste, free wow. from racism, free mm -hmm. from homophobia, free from, um, you know, all of the isms that mm -hmm. we have used in our society to hold people back. Mm -hmm. So my job as Dr. Culber is to say, who could I be if I was allowed to live up to my potential? Mm. Yeah. And the, the, the practice and the mining of what that would be has changed me on a molecular level, because now I think to myself, well, why can't I have that today? Why can't I walk down the street unafraid and, mm -hmm. and proud of yeah. who I am and what I am, right? Yeah. Why, why shouldn't I expect society to match me there, to meet me in that place where they see me and appreciate me for my humanity and mm -hmm. for my potential? and is invested in the success of people like me and you mm -hmm. yeah. because of what we build, the world we create when we do that. Mm -hmm. yeah. that, that is what Hugh Culver has done for me. So wow. Using, wow. using the the wisdom of Dr. Culber and playing devil's advocate and calling yeah. us out and being a little bit uh, existentialist. Please. They say history repeats itself. So would Dr. Kolber say in reality that history is gonna repeat itself in 3188? You mean like it repeat itself in terms of what? In the shit that we're in now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh, just because those isms don't exist doesn't mean that there aren't other things that are challenging mm -hmm. to the human spirit and to the human experience. Right. You know, we still have egos. We are still imperfect. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we still have our biases, mm -hmm. uh, whatever those may be, right, that we assume about people because that's how we walk through the world. You know, mm -hmm. as human beings, we, we see someone or something and we we break it up, we break it down in our own minds of, of expect, into expectations of what we want and need from that person. So, you know, there is just the, 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 the experience of being human that's challenging. So we're gonna see these challenges and we're gonna repeat them because that is the human experience, right? Mm -hmm. That human nature, the, the, yeah. the, the interaction between one or more people is still going to cause either friction or delight. Yeah. 
depending on those personalities. So, you know, not, you know, we, we, and, and the thing, and, and to think about your question even further, the answer to your question is in our history, right? right. Mm -hmm. So there are some things that we will always deal with. Jealousy, rage, mm -hmm. anger, love. So yeah, history will repeat itself. Let's hope that we continue to learn lessons from them and that we have a, we, we, we solve these problems faster as time progresses. Well, yeah. speaking of anger and rage really quickly to talk about something that a lot of people felt when your character was killed off, the LGBT community freaked out. They were like, okay, so you killed off an LGBT person of color. And this has been happening a lot in television lately where the person who is LGBT is killed off. And it's like, whether it's Candy from Pose or whether it's Tara from Walking Dead, people are just upset. They're like, so yeah. why are you killing a, a person that is a minority off of a show that's mainly a white-led cast? How did you, do you feel like the outcry from the LGBTQ community helped bring that character back? Um, it didn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the ways that I have been lifted up by the LGBTQ community for 27 years is something that if I allow myself to think about too long will overwhelm me. Mm. Um, you can cry, it's okay. <laughs> So, so yeah, of course really it helped. helped. So of course it helped. Um, but I will say this, that, well, now I can talk about this because I haven't really been able to talk about it in the way that I have, that I, that I can now. Um, this arc of this character um, is really personal because um, we're talking about a person who gets a second chance at life. And that's really what his whole storyline is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. is. Yeah, you had, he had a great life. He had this partner, he was a doctor, he's on a spaceship, but he was not the center of his life. And he was in service of his partner and other people. Um, and he goes through this traumatic experience and in the process realizes um, that he, he didn't live up to his potential. And when given a second chance, he says, okay, now I'm going to live and love to the extreme, to the point, to, to, to the potential that I was brought on the earth to, to be. And that only happened because um, he was given a second chance. So my, my, my point to you is, did, you know, yes, it was very um, controversial when it happened, but it's, it's, it's a metaphor yeah. in my mind. The metaphor is, it's deep y'all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go there. Um, for me in playing it, I thought of my friends who, who are who have been living with HIV and AIDS for decades, um, 
many of which when they were first um, uh, uh, diagnosed was at a time when it was literally a death sentence. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so they were, um, you know, pretty sure that they were going to die, mm -hmm. right? And, um, and then the drugs came. And when the drugs came, the cocktail came, um, they were given a second lease at life. Yeah. And many of them told me, a few of them told me how in that moment when they realized that they were gonna be able to live, that in that moment, they had to decide what they were going to hold on to and what they were going to let go. Mm. And so Hugh's journey, that whole second season was about getting the news that you were going to get a second chance at life and, and trying to decide what you were gonna hold on to and what you were going to let go and yeah. how, how you're gonna be your fullest self now because you've been given a second lease on life. So I understand the controversy about a character being killed off, but when it's when there's that kind of payoff and that kind of arc, and you look at where he started and who he is now, mm -hmm. that is an actor's dream. And of course you can't tell people that <laughs> because you want them to go on the journey with you. Well, it shows, right. you know, it's, it's, you know? it shows. And I think it's, it very, it's very important though, like, now that you have the second lease on life, it's, I always think it's like, you gotta let and go. Now, and now the best part about it is that he's using the fact that this traumatic experience happened to him to better understand the traumas that his crew members are dealing with sometimes on a daily basis. And he now can help them navigate through that trauma. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That sounds like my early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I learned a lot of lessons and now I'm like, oh, okay. And it just helps me in the future. Well, mm -hmm. you still haven't learned them, but. I've learned a few and I, I, I learned from my past mistakes. Yes, I've Listen, you can't live in New York mm -hmm. and not be learning some hard lessons. It's true, it's true. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> just to know, Wilson, Adam, Brayden and I have grown up for 15 years together. It's quite, this is what we do. <laughs> So I just kind of look at them sometimes and just say, like, well, that's them. So we really, we, we hate each other, but we this podcast anchors our relationship. That's love. I love them, but I don't like them. And then that's after that, hate. that's love. I did. That's, that right. is love. I love y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Speaking of my early 20s and, yes. you know, characters that uh, were killed off, um, what was it like on the set of Party Monster? Oh, because that's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. I mean, well, first of all, I was po when that um, when we made that movie. We, I mean, I was, I was baroque. Okay? Yeah. It was an indie film, and I, I, you know, I have an actor's life. I go, you know, there's valleys and peaks, and I. It was a a, a really rough. Valley because it was during the um, the writer strike, so oh there was like God. no work. Remember that potential for work. So anyway, um, so the set of that was like day one. I had to go to the producer. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
because uh, we were shooting in New York and I was living in LA and I had to get myself there and I was putting myself up and it was whole thing. It was an Indian film. And I was like, I wow. need you to advance me some cash because I don't have enough money for the cab home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> word. So, um, so that was <laughs> that. <a> card. <laughs> but the, um, the, uh, the set was amazing. Like, you know, there's just star studied, right? Right. And, but these costumes were unbelievable, but they would literally fall apart on you. Oh, no. Some of them melted on you. Uh, so, what? I mean, yes, it was ridiculous. Um, I hope and then there was I had those, I had those wings. <laughs> the wings, yeah. Yeah, and his wings, the, my wings, were like three times larger than the wings he actually wore. Oh my gosh, wow. And they didn't know how to put them on me. So they, were, they had them on this like, <laughs> like a harness and okay. they forgot to put like, um, you know, something to, to around the metal of the harness so that it wouldn't cut into my back. Oh which my I did. God. Oh and, no. Yeah. Um, but it was so much fun, you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was just a blast. And I became really good friends with Wilmer at that point. And yeah. um, he's the one that I kept in the most touch with, but we had a blast. I love to hear that. Aww. Yeah. I want to talk about who I love that you played, which is Angel in Rent. Cause I'm a singer another, myself. A second angel. Another second. angel. <laughs> <laughs> All of your characters like kind of connect. There's this it. a theme. It's a theme. Yes. I love that. <laughs> um, so would you, pending that the country opens back up and Broadway opens back up, would you want to go back on Broadway? Uh, in a hot minute. I would go back in a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, in the right part. Right. At the right time when I'm available. Because right now, you know, I'm in space and they kind of own me. So <laughs> and we're here. Like, I don't even know how long this season's going to take to shoot because it's the first time that we're doing it like this so it could yeah. take it could take a full year yeah yeah everything's so, up I in mean, the air so the answer to your question is of course i mean i would do it it's my first love and i would be there in a hot minute if i could yeah hopefully that i to sing again i haven't sung in forever so i'm ready to go back to do that you have to do that that eats away at you like i mean i sit here in my apartment but nobody right <laughs> give us a little ditty no I, I, I won't put you on the spot i won't put you on the spot <laughs> is also a singer ashley's a singer they so can, they can harmonize with right me. i played joanne in rent you in did Texas. yeah and where in san antonio texas nothing yes. like crazy but you know uh, don't dismiss it like that you played yeah no rent. listen that was my Joanne was my dream role, and so I'm still very proud to have played that character. Yes, I love that show. <laughs> it's the best. I have it's one question. Favorite. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you played Angel, and now I have. Um, what was your opinion of Valentina as Angel in this new remake that they did? Well, I don't. I just didn't think it was fair for them to play that um, that rehearsal. Because mm. it was a dress rehearsal, it was a camera rehearsal. Yeah. And when you're doing a live show, mm -hmm. in the dress rehearsal, you know, you're not gonna give everything you have because no. you have a live yeah. performance coming and you you don't you don't wanna say la voce. Um, exactly. I'm not gonna judge anybody on a, and first of all, I'm not gonna judge anybody. 
A. And B, <laughs> I'm definitely not going to judge them off of a recording of a, of a rehearsal. Thank you. Yes, I felt the same way because she got a lot of hate for that. And I mean, I kind of understand that. But yeah, I don't, and I don't know what I, I don't know what her um, her level of experience was. But like, mm -hmm. from what I understand, is not a lot, and that is a lot to ask of someone to do live, especially. You know right. what I mean? So one hundred percent. I I'm like she did it. She did that. What she did was collect the check. Is what she did. Right. She <laughs> okay. And good for her. Right. <laughs> and it's and it's great because it was represent like representation. Like yes. All these little brown boys and girls are looking up and they're like, <gasps> "Well, Adam loves Valentina." Well, you know, only saying this because we know we don't. That's not but... the point. <laughs> no, we do. Listen, I, I love Valentina. Yeah, we like her. She should have definitely taken her mask off. She was ahead of the curve. She was ahead. She I was I'd like to keep it no, on. She she that's, not where, that's not where the mask is. There was a pandemic coming. She, she must have known. She knew there was COVID 19 out there and she wanted to, to be safe and set the precedent. Exactly. So I'm all about Team Valentina. <laughs> so, Wilson, it's spooky season. Are you into like horror movies and all of that genre, or is it not your thing? It's not, but I do like like a psychological thriller. Yes. Okay. okay, so I was gonna ask you what your favorite scary movie is. Like that includes Kong. thrillers and suspense. Yeah, I don't like enjoy Game like Kong. gut, you know, gore. Like when it gets gory, I'm not into it. Mm -hmm. But like, um, what was the, uh, like um, Fatal Attraction? Ooh. Oh, yes. I will not be ignored then. <laughs> right, <laughs> or what, and, and this is another one that What's it called? It, but it's not the same. It's it's along the same vein. Which is the one? One of the oh, stalker movies. Uh, like swim, swim, no, it's, <laughs> it's Diane Lane, Richard Gere. Oh oh oh! oh uh, uh, why, oh, no, no, no 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 no! He kills him with the yes. Um, Oh my so God! Olivier um, Martinez, I think, is that is that his name? Oh my God! It's so good. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Our producers are looking it up right, right now. We're looking it up right now because it's gonna bug me. Yeah, it's, it's not. Weird. It's like not cheated or. No, they're at the beach. They're at the no, beach. No, it's like the not the affair. Unfaithful. Unfaithful. I'm like the affair. It's and it's not. It's but that had me at that had me like on the edge, and she is spectacular spectacular in yeah. that movie when she's on the train or is it the bus and they she just had she just cheated for the first time with him and she's on that train and she's like crying and horny and happy all at the same time <laughs> yes girl i've definitely wrote the m5 just like that i also like <laughs> okay uh, so, from Morningside Heights to Washington Heights. No, uh, at least he killed himself he wrote, you get minutes, he wrote 10 minutes in tears. Um, <laughs> what Lies Beneath is also like one of my favorites. Ooh, like, yes, that, like and then Identity, of course. Identity is the fave. I, I uh, that one. Uh, you should watch that one. It's on Showtime? Cinema. Yeah, uh, identity. Yes, Skinamax. Yeah, watch that. Skinamax. Yeah. Okay, so Wilson, GQ yeah. just featured you and your diet. And why are you shaking your head? <laughs> don't act like don't act like you didn't pitch yourself for this article. Uh, GQ. I didn't pitch myself. 
your diet and workout regimen can you uh tell us how to get like you because right. that ain't working that i got this quarantine weight and it ain't no joke uh, you work out before you start working out see that that is a that, that I, i'm not appreciating how they put that because no. here's the thing what i said to her what i was trying to communicate to her was because i'm 47 i can't just pick up the weights and be like oh you know like and i have to like put Perhaps I have to put the spine back together in the morning. <laughs> you gotta warm up. I literally feel like I have to like adjust each vertebrae into place. One hundred. I feel have that. To, I do some yoga in order to, you know, work on my flexibility and to warm up my body before I pick up weights because that's how you injure yourself if you don't. So right. And and so I incorporate a core workout into my into that. So I was trying to say that, that I did that before I picked up it, but yeah. So, so if that's considered a workout before, sure. Okay. So how long, how long is the workout for the workout? The workout is like workout. an hour. The workout, okay, is, okay. the workout itself is an hour. And so the warm up, putting the, the vertebrae together is about like 20, 30 minutes. Sure. So like a solid hour and a half workout, right? And sometimes I don't do it all at once. Like some, like, I get up and put my spine together because I'm going to need it. And then, <laughs> you know, regardless of workout or whatever. And then, you know, sometimes I'll get up and do my business and get, you know, have some stuff that I need to answer or whatever. And then I'll work out. You know what I mean? So my body's warm. I, yeah. Do yeah, you wanna, that um, sounds like our workout that we do. Um, did. What workout? <laughs> wow. No, no, no. Like we, at one I, point I, in time. At one point in time, we were doing uh, this workout called Shed Fat. Mm -hmm. And it, like, the warm up is a bitch and it's like a 35 45 minute workout a pre workout uh -huh. then you've got the workout which mm -hmm. is another hour so it was like i i, I yeah, no i understand where there's a pre workout oh, involved absolutely. you have to yes. you know you like, know what I'm i don't die. you know what i don't understand is you're you live in space right <laughs> and there there's like no gravity so why do you work out as a human it seems a little bit like not realistic well there's there's gravity we have gravity on the ship you know we, okay yeah. i see what you, i see what you did there <laughs> but, you know, yeah Venus the penis gravity I will say this: I even during the quarantine and the the um, the shelter in shelter order shelter in order. God, I can't even say shelter in place order. Yes. <laughs> um, I knew that I was coming back to work, mm -hmm. so all the gyms were closed and whatever. So I had to kind of build my own little home gym he here in yeah. Toronto. Um, yeah. So it's not a you know it's it's not I can't charge. It's not that fancy. Um, but I was just about to ask you, you want to be our trainer because we're looking for He's a trainer. Like if you find any moments where you're not floating in space, let us know because we can use some help. And right. what, the diet, how's the diet? What's, what, what's the diet? So, you know, I'm here in Toronto, I, cause I'm working, I just do a meal plan. So I have, mm -hmm. a, I have meals delivered here because cooking for one, just, I waste a lot of food. And yeah, I mean, if you want to cook for two, I can come over. <laughs> I was about to say, if you want to cook for three, we can make it real fun. <laughs> Party for one. I truly you know, wish there was someone to cook for, because that well, would be well, nice. Well, uh, but why I don't know how to them DM. I can get to- I can Boys, get to boys, boys. Oh, oh Our point fine. is, how, does, how do people date right now? 
How is Easily. That? So, hi, my name is Ashley. No. no, ask Ashley. She's the one that's actually been like dating. Ashley's been doing it. Listen, I mean, I'm on Hinge right now. And right, right, I right. mean, you know, I, it's, it's a struggle. What? So you like meet where and do what? I mean, I just, I went on a date recently and I mean, he picked me up in his car, which was nice for, for New clean, York. Did you, for wipe the car, did you huh? wipe the car down when you got into it? I did. I mean, I, I had my mask on and I had my hand sanitizer, but I was just oh, like, sorry. yeah, I mean, I don't know. in the back seat? <laughs> it was the Uber. Okay, no let her play. It was the Uber. No, she had a date with That's not true. <laughs> I'm just saying, like navigating... Sure. It's the dating world right now. It, I think I'm gonna put a. I, I. I'm not gonna. I think I put a pause on it. Oh, like, of course. Oh, this was my first it. date, and since the whole pandemic, since like February. So I was just like, all right. I mean, I we're gonna try this out, and I mean, it was fine. I mean, it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, no, I don't I, blame you. Like, I don't blame you. But you still talk to people. I don't I blame you. Too. Because I think right now with everything going on with the pandemic, people need human connection. So to still be able to talk yes. to someone yes. and to like get to know someone. And then if you feel- But talking, here's the thing, and you tell me if I'm crazy. If your first question, and I'm just trying to chat with you. If your first question is, what are you into? Why do you care? No, see, no, yeah, I hate that's that question. Your business. That's, that's actually mm -hmm. a Well, it depends on question. what platform you're asking that question on. No, that's a true question. No, raise right. Oh, no, because, no, because I'm on a platform. I'm on two platforms. One is a very hinge, you know, it's meant for dating. And the other one is for just like hookups or whatever. But I'm the kind of person that's like, if your first thing is, top or bottom i'm like bro you don't need to know that information but if you're and on you know a what? app and not even hold that. that thought because even on hinge in their little bios they slip it in mm -hmm. i'm a bottom why the fuck do i need to know that because right we now? want them to slip it in no 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 oh no hey I don't listen i don't need to know that because it's not what i'm looking at <laughs> I mean, that's not what i'm looking for right now Wilson, yes. I'm so sorry that you had no, to. Do no, that's good. Y'all need to I'm talk about it. You. Right. I'm warning you. I brought it up. I'm just saying. <laughs> right You're up. like, I want to know. Growler ain't shit. I mean, none of them are shit, honestly. But honestly, that's what we have to deal with. So it's just like either that or I'm just going to sit here and look at myself and look at y'all and just whatever. I don't know. I guess we'll just pop it up. Yeah. Anyway, Wilson, <laughs> thank you so much for taking <laughs> I'm sorry. I've, I've directed it off the rails. It's no, so I love it. I love it. To talk about that because it's true. Adam's not allowed to get off his chest. <laughs> I, got, I, got I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Thank yeah. you. I got on his, and it was just like we know this is still trash. Like <laughs> I just think, I just think as as gay men, we could probably do better in terms of how we approach each other. Yeah, it's one hundred percent true because I, I'm also talking to this new fish who is very. <laughs> Kind and sweet. He's not even asked me about this. Adam. We could host an after show if you wanted to. <laughs> sure. Um, Try the podcast after hours. What's that? Go, go ahead. Oh, no. Um, yeah. It's just great conversation. Like we talked about. I watched Parasite for the first time last night or on Saturday. And so we were just like kikiing about that. 
And yes. Yeah, you know, it has nothing to do with sex. That is I so sweet. It. I'm no, going to. I'm going to take this did moment I, to thank Wilson. Did I, answer, <laughs> did I answer all the questions? You no, answered. You, 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 no, you did. And you <laughs> added <laughs> some more. We just went into yeah. a kinky. Yes. And <laughs> honestly, Wilson, thank you so much for everything you've given to the LGBT community. You've inspired people. Yes. You continue to do so, and. I cannot wait to continue watching new episodes of Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Yes. Thank well, you. Thank you for having me. You're very, very sweet. I love my people. So that means I love you. And yes. thank you for supporting me and for loving me. I love you right back. I have some friends who are going to be real mad that Ricky last week just told me he loved me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get all over the internet with this. So get ready. Fly, boo, fly. I just yeah. you to retweet it and say you agree so that way that they can believe me otherwise I'm going to look real stupid <laughs> and for our listeners out there you can check out Wilson Cruz on Star Trek Discovery yes. on CBS Access All Access oh, every Thursday yes. you know I got a subscription I'll be watching it all uh-huh. the time yeah, well, I'm gonna have to, he got a subscription from there. us mm-hmm. no that's not true I pay for it myself oh. <laughs> I do thank you. you're very welcome <laughs> you're very welcome thank you Wilson it has been so much fun thank so you. much fun yes. thank you until next time yes bye bye, bye. I oh am legit. God. I have I have to so tell amazing. you low mm-hmm. low key, actually high key. I <laughs> am in love with Wilson Cruz. I don't know why because he's in love with me. Okay. I mean, I mean, I saw the sparks flying. I don't know. Yeah, he's got acid. Oh, we've met before. Definitely in Adam's direction. I'm. Nope. No, 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 no. Oh, oh that didn't happen? No, no, no. Uh, you yeah. didn't see that? Well, <laughs> all right. She over here, you know, blind. Uh, but I love the Pride Apparel guys. Yeah, I think yeah they were so handsome. Sweet. Very I really want to collaborate with them. We yeah. should do Me some, some merch. It's going to happen. Yeah, it will happen. They're so cute. Mm-hmm. They're so cute. Living in Mexico City, bitches. <laughs> What's wrong with Mexico City? Nothing. Yeah. Amazing. They got out, He's and jelly. now we're getting to eat. Yeah, getting to eat all this like great Mexican cuisine. Oh my god. Well, we kill. can eat good Mexican cuisine if you make it for us. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, when are you gonna learn how to make tamales? <laughs> he knows how. Don't he don't. Know. You don't know how. No. I'll send you the recipe from Rachel Ryan. Oh, oh no. Ray, wow. Wow. Think about what you just said. Yeah. Wow. We're so sorry. I'm just saying, Ray. like, I'm going to Paula Dean for soul food recipes. Oh no. my gosh, you got some good recipes. I'm sure she do, but ain't nothing better than the real thing. That's baby. what I'm saying. Yeah. So he should know how to make some tamales. And you don't. I do. No, I don't. I mean, I know, like, how the steps to do them and how to, you know steam them and all that but i don't know how to what like... pick them up out of the freezer bag let them thaw and then oh yeah see that yeah i mean that is thank trash. you yeah <laughs> well adam is going to learn how to make tamales yeah Wait. And so i'll start selling them for like 12 bucks a dozen can we all say before we go mm-hmm. what we're going to be for halloween since this is our last spooky or should you we... know i never tell or is it a surprise <laughs> <laughs> We should talk about it next episode. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do we want to give hints? We can give hints. I, I, I hate keeping secrets. I, we, I know. we know. You can we, say what you're going to be. We, we can give hints. Okay. Um, Me and Jarell are going as a couple. We are going as a couple. Not like a couple couple. But All like right. A, baby, but baby, y- baby, baby. Y'all have mm-hmm. um, uh, collaborating and costumes. That was we have collaborating. Baby, baby. Ooh. I yeah. am... Uh, Mine requires um, makeup of a different color. 
I'll say that. Ooh, I like Make that. Make it of a different color. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm a spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking perfect. That's great. That's brilliant. <laughs> Yo. So thank you guys. Have a, one- <laughs> Have a wonderful, spooky Halloween. Yes, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And uh, stay safe out there. If you are yes. going out, if you're going to be around friends, please be safe. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Wash your ass. <laughs> Take a condom. That too. You never know. If watch, you use them. Watch out for snakes. Right. Right. <laughs> Those demons. For snakes. sure. Mm-hmm. Snakes can be on a plane. They can be on a plane, and we'll get these motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane. (laughs) Thank you guys. Until next episode, I am Mr. Braden Bradley. I am Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. And I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And you can find Pride the Podcast at Pride the Series on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, even I don't even know if that's still Snapchat. Thing. I don't we know. do have all. We of do that. have a Snapchat. We do have a Snapchat. We should start using that more. Yeah, because yeah. it like blew back up randomly. Yeah. But anyway, guys, thank Anyways. you so much. Until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.